Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Is this what the healthcare system needs? That is the question. After we heard that an agreement had been reached with the nurses in this province and the provincial government to change the way we staff the situation. So this means that there's going to be a quite, quite a different patient-to-nurse ratio in our province. We want to break it all down, explain it to you, talk about how this is going to work now. Joining us is Jim Gould, the CEO and lead negotiator of the BC Nurses Union. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Simi. Can you explain to us what is a nurse-patient ratio? What does that mean? I sure can. So what we're talking about is a minimum nurse-to-patient ratio which means that there will be uh, a minimum number of patients per nurse, depending upon how sick the patient is and how much care they require. So, for instance, if you're dealing with a patient who's very unwell, finds himself in the ICU and they're ventilated, uh, in that kind of a situation, the minimum nurse-to-patient ratio would be one-to-one, meaning you should never, ever have more than one of those patients to one trained professional nurse. And do we know what is that ratio like right now? It's not that. It is definitely not that, which uh, which is a, a very, very serious uh, and concerning issue for the BCNU, for the Nurses Bargaining Association, and for the government. You know, evidence shows to me that with each additional patient, particularly when you're dealing with patients who are really sick, uh, the evidence is clear that that can increase mortality by between 12 and 16% meaning as you pile more nurses on top of more patients on top of nurses who are very unwell more patients are going to die so how do you decide though what the ratio is is going to be like how do you decide based on the illness what illnesses you know that's a that's a really great question fortunately there are two jurisdictions in the world that have already done this and they did it at a time when they were experiencing a very serious nurse shortage which is what we're in right now those jurisdictions are California, uh, and it also happened in Australia. Uh, and w- and this is years ago, Australia, um, you know, 20 years ago, and, and California, uh, 13 years ago. So a ton of research has gone into this, a lot of study. And the studies have shown a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, one, one thing that it's shown is that 74% of nurses say that the quality of care increased because of ratios. Uh, there were 31.6% fewer injuries of nurses patient mortality uh, decreased, uh, job satisfaction increased, and overall there was an increase in the quality of patient care, which is fantastic. And a whole bunch of nurses came back. In Australia, 7,000 inactive nurses came back. In California, 60%, there was a 60% increase in nurse registrations, and the list goes on. So it's been studied. Uh, We're modeling this, uh, the province and the NBA, after Australia. Uh, And we think that uh, there's no reason why it wouldn't work here because it works there. Okay, but Jim, it seems to me that we would need an awful lot more nurses to make this work. Where are we going to find those nurses? Well, that's a really good point and a fantastic question. Literally, it's a $700 million question because that's how much money is being invested in ratios by this government in the next three years. So between the current contract uh, that we have out for ratification, uh, so it's a tentative deal, uh, which... uh, 
represents a significant number of benefits for nurses in this province, which I can't talk about because we're just dealing with a membership now to help them understand it. Uh, between that contract, uh, which represents meaningful increases, and between putting uh, ratios in place and also combined with a huge and unprecedented recruitment effort, we think nurses will come back to work and we think we're going to find them. Uh, the B- BC is one of the most beautiful places to live in the world. And if we can increase nurses' income, we can put ratios in place, we think they will come. How important, though, was this to the membership? Will this be something critical for them to vote on? So, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, this is, this is actually not something that they have to ratify. Uh, they're ratifying their collective agreement. Uh, this is a deal between the Nurses' Bargaining Association and government. Uh, the two are tied and the two work together synergistically, for sure. Um, but it's critically important. It's something that will result in solving the healthcare crisis, uh, in dealing with workload issues once and for all. And we are excited about this. Okay, what's the timeline like, though, Jim? Like, how soon do you think this could start to have an impact on patient care? Uh, another fantastic question. In negotiations with government, uh, we have been very clear. Government is very clear. We're looking at this in the same way. It has to start immediately, uh, and, it, and it will start immediately. As soon as we ratify this contract and voting starts on the 20th and closes on the 27th, as soon as it's ratified, we're going at this as hard as we can. Uh, we're going to do whatever we can to assist in recruitment, retention, and trying to turn the tides uh, over here in, in terms of uh, nurse staffing and quality of patient care. So do you think anybody would notice then? If you're in a hospital, are you going to notice this? In time, 100%. 100%. The quality of care will increase, and the beauty of nurse-patient ratios is that they're going to be made public. Everybody will know. And so if you're in a hospital, you can look around, count the number of patients in your area, and expect to have a minimum nurse-to-patient ratio. So if there aren't the right number of nurses, you'll know that your care is at risk. And that is a beautiful thing for the public. It's a beautiful thing in California. The nurses hold their institutions accountable. Uh, They regularly will pause work and say, hey, wait a second. Where's the nurse? Where's the extra nurse? And it works. And and quality of care increases and it makes everyone safer and happier. It's a fantastic thing. And patients will see a difference. So. Is there a maximum with this deal? Like, has there been a maximum ratio that has been set that you cannot exceed? No, no, that's not it. Uh, Look, at the end of the day, if if there are more nurses, that is only better for patients. Uh, What we're doing here is we're saying there has to be an absolute minimum. And so, for instance, that that very sick patient who's on a ventilator, the minimum is one-to-one. There may be two-to-one if that patient requires you know, hands-on, aggressive, an aggressive level of care. Right. But, but you cannot go below one nurse. But what about the other way then? Are there, is there a maximum number of patients that one nurse can look after? It's, it's the same deal. Yep, it, it's exactly the same thing. So, so what the minimum nurse-to-patient ratio means is that one nurse will only look after X number of patients. So if it's one-to-one, that means one patient for one nurse. If it's two-to-one or three-to-one, it's two patients or three patients to one nurse. Right. I guess that, so the number of patients depends on what, what ward they're on or what they're in for? It depends on what level of care is required. Uh, and so, as I mentioned, in intensive care, uh, it'll be one-to-one. In other areas of a hospital, uh, in other areas where care uh, is, 
the care needs are different um, and where patients are, are less acute, uh, it may be two to one, three to one, four to one, in some cases, five to one. Okay. So if this starts as soon as possible, then I guess you, you where, Jim, like which, which health authority, which hospital, where do you start with this? So the beauty of what we're doing here is that this applies across all sectors. BC is leading the way in Canada. We're the first, which is also very, very, very exciting. Uh, it's going to apply uh, in every area of healthcare, long-term care, community care, uh, in the hospitals, all over the place. In California and Australia, it does not apply to long-term care and community care. We're doing it here. It will apply right across the province, uh, and we are going to start rolling it out again as soon as this contract is ratified. Um, we're going to start, it'll be a phased approach, and the first phase will be looking at acute care, so looking at all of our hospitals. We're not starting at One Health Authority. We're doing it right across the province. All right, Jim, thanks so much for your time this morning. Thank you, Simi. I hope you have a great day.